Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And And you're you're about about to to get get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 18 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch it. This week on Get Jumped, we are returning to Naruto with the start of the Chunin exam. Okay, so is it pronounced Chunin or Chunin? It's definitely not Ch. Are you sure it's not Chunin? Because, like... I'm... Very it, it's it sounds like you're you're taking an exam to see who's good at like chewing very well inside of I don't know what nin means in Japanese, but it's gotta mean some kind of like yurt or house. I think I'm onto something here. So off the reservation. Whatever, let's just jump in. What some kind of yurt? <laughs> That is ridiculous. What's wrong okay. with you? <laughs> hey, everybody. Hi. <laughs> we so are back with I, another episode. I kind of hope that Rashad just keeps that. <laughs> and then there's just like a pause and we just start talking. <laughs> well, if we've, learned, if we've learned anything about Rashad editing our being ridiculous at the very start of our episodes, he tends to keep the things that he, you know thinks other people might think are funny as well so yeah it's so probably he's got a good sense of humor good on you Rashad yeah he just Anyways. cuts me out of the rest of the episode <laughs> so uh well we're gonna do our normal cadence here uh, 18 episodes in if you haven't picked up on it yet uh we're gonna digress for a few minutes and do some housekeeping notes and then we'll get into the episodes that we're covering today um so my digression is going to be a soft core plug for our social media, which again, you can find all of the social media information at the end of this episode. We'll tell you where to find and follow us. Um, I tweeted out a really cool video about Toonami and how it kind of made anime cool and mainstream in America today. So that's Wednesday, October 25th. 2017, if you're listening like way in the future, you guys are going to get this on Sunday, so you might have to look back a little bit in our tweets, but uh, if you're curious about that, go check it out and uh, follow us so that you find out about it when it happens instead of waiting a couple of days for the episode to come out. Yeah, and uh, I also wanted to throw out there, it looks like we have uh, our first Patreon patron. Yeah, Um, it only took us 18 weeks, so at this rate, (laughs) by the end of this year, we will have like three to four yeah, for real. Anyways, um, so the, uh, a huge shout out to uh, Ben Diamond, um, our uh, secret agent podcast listener. Spy. Yeah, and uh, we we super appreciate that. Um, he's going to be getting some uh, swag coming to him pretty oh, soon. Yeah. Which uh, I guess we have he, to figure out how to ship things internationally. This is uh, this was an <laughs> unexpected challenge, Ben Diamond. But I yeah, will rise absolutely. to it, or at least yeah. acknowledge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, um, uh, there's a couple of articles. I'm putting out another one. Um, by the time you're you're hearing this, it will already have been out. Yeah. Um, but so those are us. only those are only readable through um, readable, 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 readable. Okay, those are only readable through if you're a Patreon patron. Um, so you Ooh, have sweetening to sweeten the pot. Yeah, for real. Um, anyways. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, there's new content coming out, not just a podcast. We are putting out all kinds of stuff. So if you want to know about it, follow us. And if you want full access, Patreon is the way to go. 
come check us out. And super awesome thanks to Ben Diamond, who has, if you're a listener of the show, he's been with us for a while and he's pretty sweet. Um, so all of you out there that are listening and are super jealous of his swag, you may not be able to become UK's super spy Ben Diamond, but you can totally interact with us and we will talk about you on the show. <laughs> Anyways, um, we are going to go ahead and jump right in. Uh, we have, uh, what, five episodes to cover today? Is it five um, or six? We're covering Naruto 20 through 25. I think it's technically six because 20 counts as zero. We got, we got a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, but I mean, it, the episodes are the episodes are not super dense. These this yeah. time there's a couple of uh, kind of soft ones, but we'll so, let's go ahead and jump in. Right, this is this is fun because we're starting an exam arc, which is uh, exam and tournament arcs are extremely common in anime. And actually, I have another cool video that I could tweet out about this, and I will remember to do so in the future because I already did one today. I'm not going to like load today up. But this is a cool video. I'll tweet it out. I think it's from Super Eyepatch Wolf. Um, it talks about how tournament arcs can be really great um, and why they're a good thing. I think a lot of people are sort of derisive toward them because of, uh, I'm going to call it the Dragon Ball Z effect, where everybody sort of watched it growing up and it is great in some ways, but it's not representative of the best of anime, at least in every respect. Um, a lot of animes have taken the foundation that Dragon Ball Z laid forth and built upon them. And tournament arcs are a huge part of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Um, I think people just have maybe a bad opinion of them. Um, I know I did. And then I kind of like watched this video. It talks a lot about the tar- tournament arc in Hunter or uh, in um, My Hero Academia as a good example of why tournament arcs are sick. Um, so we're about to start one of those in Naruto. And uh, obviously we're in the Hunter exam in Hunter x Hunter coverage. So um, we're going to have a, some fairly similar plot lines, at least from a structural standpoint. Um, yeah. And also, Hunter x Hunter is doing an exam, and now Naruto's doing it. And they're both doing anime exams where there's, like, physical challenges and you might die. Uh, <laughs> and it's really interesting to see how the two shows do them differently. Um, Hunter x Hunter is really tight and really tense. And Naruto is a lot of slow buildup and character introductions. So, like, we're covering six episodes for the first phase of Naruto's exam arc. And I think Hunter x Hunter, we covered, like, two episodes or maybe four episodes total spread across two podcast episodes in order to get through the first phase. So there's it's a pretty different pacing situation. And the exams are wildly different as well. But it's kind of interesting to put them next to each other. So... Uh, if you're only listening to our Naruto episodes, there's something else there for you. You can listen to more of us. <laughs> Anyways, so, all um, right. I guess we should do previous. Uh, yeah, I can. I can do the this one this week. You're I'm do it? pretty familiar with Naruto. Yeah, um, are you? So, <laughs> yes, actually. Have um, you been watching so, it? Oh my god! You have to <laughs> shut up. All right. I'm gonna um, Anyways, um, so the story of Naruto, uh, catching you up, uh, our three li- lead characters are, um, Naruto, Sakura, and Sasuke. Um, they are members <laughs> of, of Team 8. You I'm have never to shut letting, up. they're Team 7. I'm never letting you do this again. <laughs> so if you're wondering, I've never watched the show, I don't remember <laughs> the names. Of any of the characters, it's just like uh, Spencer doesn't I believe, have I believe it's, the same I believe kind it's, of 
I'm not going to say attention to detail because I don't think that's right, but obsession with detail that I have. It's really obnoxious. I get it's... really caught in the weeds, and Spencer doesn't have the time for that. So <laughs> if you're ever playing a board game and you're wondering, who the fuck reads these rule books like they love rule books? It's fucking Blake. Sometimes I just <laughs> read rule books for fun. Not so we were going to start playing a new board game, and then Blake was like, hold on, we got, I got to finish reading it. Fast forward to 45 minutes later, and everybody's like, well, I guess we're not playing the board game. Yeah, but now I know how to play, so it's, yeah. it's fine. Uh, get the fuck over the rules. Anyways. All right, um, so we got our three main characters. <laughs> yeah, so Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura, uh, they're part of Team 7 under Kakashi. Um, the last couple of episodes, I guess... What is that? Like, the the last, like, 15 episodes, almost, were uh, covering well, the... Nine, 19, almost. I mean, it, it was 19 episodes before this, but I think they went on their mission on, like, four or six, somewhere around there. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a lot of episodes. have been covering one main arc. Um, that was uh, uh, defeating um, uh, a couple of rogue ninjas that were from the uh, village hidden in the mist. Um they were trying to assassinate this bridge builder so that he couldn't finish his bridge back to like the mainland and uh, get their like his people out from the oppressive thumb of um, like an evil businessman. Um, those characters will become more important super later on in the show. Right. But at this time, all you really need to know is they're dead, and you found out that um, Naruto has. Some sort of horrible fox monster that lives inside of him that's starting to break out for the first time. <laughs> yeah, so they have returned from their their mission, and they got back or were on their way back at the end of the last episode as sort of the denouement. And um, now they're back, and that arc is over, and we are moving on with our first episode of the day. So the Naruto and Sasuke, they don't get along super well. They have a major rivalry. Naruto is an outcast and kind of a fuck up. And Sasuke is a prodigy. So Sasuke, everybody likes him. They think he's cool. They think he's hot. And he's really good at everything. And Naruto is none of that. And he's jealous. So they have this rivalry. Um, and that has only increased since they returned from the land of the waves, despite the fact that they worked together pretty well while they were there and kind of had some, um, some moments of real camaraderie. Now that they're back, it's sort of, uh, back to status quo. Yeah. But (laughs) it may be enhanced by the fact that they went through this together. Yeah. They, they are doing odd jobs around town. Um, it's, they're kind of stupid little missions. Um, they're not. They're not really like a very big deal. We yeah, haven't I think gotten one like... of them is literally pulling weeds. It's oh just, yeah, it's it's it's, it's really stupid. Like um, ninja and... in this world are like task rabbits. Are like the the easiest ninja missions are literally you're just the task rabbit for the village. So I'm your tuning Uber driver. <laughs> yeah. So all the kids that are in training get to go and pull the weeds and do whatever else they did in this episode, and it it's dumb. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, uh, Kakashi's kind of walking over them and, and notating that like they don't have really good teamwork skills, and they're going to have to develop this more as they become better and better ninjas, because it's going to be really, really important. Yeah. Um, Sasuke we takes are gonna the opportunity find... to talk some shit about Naruto. 
Well, like in general, he just talks shit to Naruto and about default mode is talking shit about whatever he's talking about. But and also, and also saying yeah to somebody who says fucking good morning to him. I was, I was watching that again, he? and yeah, like, uh, like there's one part where Sakura is just like, like good morning Sasuke, and he's just like yeah, uh. <laughs> and I was like, you little emo dick. <laughs> yeah, he's not the greatest. So he basically taunts Naruto, and he's like, well, if you're so mad about being behind me. Uh, and skill, then you just need to train until you're stronger, which is such bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, meanwhile, Konohamaru, uh, if you've forgotten who that is, it's uh, the, uh, great, it's the, wait, great grandson, grandson, right? Grandson. Grandson. Okay. Grandson of the current Hokage, um, who is the which leader is the village of village president, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's going to one day have his face on Ninja Mount Rushmore. That's um, true. No, d- he already does. Cause he was the Hokage and then he stopped being it. And now he's back again. Let's not talk about that time because that character does become relevant for a long time. He's still up on the mountain, uh, up on Ninja Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Anyways, um, he's got two friends, uh, Moogi and Udon. Um, they're fucking the way, annoying little kids. They're the worst. The One of them, them, Udon, is like constantly like having shit coming out of his nose. Not, and I'm like, not, it's not. It's not poop. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought of our joke from Tenants. Anyway, is that, so, is that poop? <laughs> So, uh, so Naruto is like their idol, basically. Konohamaru and he bonded in maybe the worst episode of Naruto that's not filler ever, which is the second one. Um, and now Konohamaru looks up to him and is always trying to like show off and impress him. And then Moeki and Udon are Konohamaru's squad. So they're talking about Sakura, who's nearby, and they're like, oh, she's pretty. Is she your girlfriend? And Naruto, he doesn't say yeah, but he sort of goes along with it and just kind of agrees by taking it and running with it. So Sasuke comes over, or sorry, Sakura comes over and she punches him. And (laughs) that makes sense. And then they say that she's ugly, so she chases them because of that. And then they have a chance meeting yeah, with two characters that um, are very important right now, um, and then uh, not important for a really long time afterwards. But anyways... They, yeah, uh, they're, they're <laughs> sort of like incidental characters uh, for a while, but right now this arc is all about them and how scary they could be. Yeah, so the characters are Kinkoro and Tamari. Um, uh, Tamari has like a big-ass fan that she carries around on yeah. her back. She's and, blonde, uh, she's got pigtails. Well, not pigtails, yeah. but like her hair bushes out on either side. And Kinkoro has something wrapped up that's in the mild shape of a body on his yeah. back. Um, he also, also has like like weird plastic. little ear things. He Yeah, he has a full body onesie. Kankoro is always ready for bedtime. Okay, and... can I point out that Kankoro looks like uh, those little... He's Oh man, did you ever play uh, Super Mario World 2? The uh, the little like hop around black things that are in there, I can't I remember their name. They're not shy oh, guys. Yeah. I think there's something else. But anyways, they're they're like this little thing that you fight in that game. And every time I see his costume, I'm like, that looks just like that. If one of them had like purple lines on their face, yeah, he's got face paint and he's got his black onesie and he's carrying a body or some shit on his back with hair sticking out of it. And that's him. And that's her. And that's them. 
So they run into him. Uh, we see the the um, higher level ninja, specifically Irika, who is um, Naruto's mentor before Kakashi became his sensei. Um, Irika's worried about Naruto. Kakashi's like, yeah, he and Sasuke, they're not really getting along very well. But good news is Naruto's getting a lot stronger. Um, so that's good. And then Konkuro, uh, back to that whole situation. Konkuro has snapped up Konohamaru for running into him and is like holding him up by his neck. Yeah, and I mean, that's just, that's just kind of Konohamaru's luck is that he just does stupid things and then gets punished for them. Yeah, he's um, the obnoxious little brother slash damsel in distress. Yeah, and so, um, they're, they're about to get into a fight and there's like a moment where they're like going to challenge each other and Sasuke appears on a branch um, above them. But at the same time, a different ninja appears. Um, on a he, different branch. Next door. <laughs> he's like on the side of the tree. Well, he's upside, upside down. down. He? Yeah. Yeah. So and he's, he so is wearing Sasuke. a big ass gourd on his back. Yeah. Sasuke's lounging. And he's just being super cash because he's so skilled. He doesn't have to get worked up. He's he's all set. And then we see big boy Gara, and he's even more cash because he's not even right side up. Because <laughs> that's how being cash works. I, every time as I'm long super as you're casual, up. I go head to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I go head to the flow. Time to relax, um, head to the flow. So, so, um, so we're not gonna get through these episodes. You're like 16 minutes in, it's fine. So, Gara is like, uh, I'm embarrassed of you, Kankaro, you're an embarrassment to the city. Also, Sasuke is concerned because he did not know that Gara was there, and that has shaken him. Yeah. That's all you really need to know about this episode. <laughs> That's it. At the very end, you see all of the Jonin, which are the higher level ninjas. They go to the Hokage, and the Hokage is like, hey, the Genin exam is going to be in a week, which is incidentally the first day of July, which is a cute touch, I guess. And then we move into the next episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's sort of it's sort of weird that they put the title of this episode as like, the Chunin exam begins, and we don't even really figure out what the Chunin exam is until this next episode. I kind of found that a little bit annoying, but anyways. Um, yeah, I guess they're like, this is the... I mean, it's a new chapter begins, the tune-in exam, and that's the chapter that we're in. It's a stretch. Anyways, um, so we are going into episode 21, Identify Yourself, Powerful New Rivals. So picking up right where we left off, Gara is angry at Konkuro, and he literally threatens to kill him for his insolence, um, which Gara's not great uh, at this point in the story. Um, and then Sasuke and Gara both sort of recognize that the other one is very skilled and they kind of size each other up. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, they're noticing, um, that their headbands are different from their own headbands. Um, they so are you, noticing that they're from the village hidden in the sand and that's right, so like the, two, the, like, I don't know, like pillars on their forehead. Medallion. Yeah. It looks kind of like a pillar or like a, like a column or something like that. He turned um, him into a fucking pillar of fucking salt. <laughs> wow. Nice Professor Brothers reference. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so uh, the the ninja in this world, they all have headbands that most of them don't wear on their heads. 
and they have an insignia inscribed on it to tell you which village they're from. That's what we're talking about. And um, basically, they uh, they think of to themselves. So the <laughs> this is so confusing because there's villages, and the villages are within lands, which is not inherently confusing. Like it's not like a single city makes up the entire country. So that part of it makes sense. But what's confusing is the remembering which land houses which village. So the village hidden in the leaves is what Konoha is. That's the village where Naruto and all of our main characters live. And that is a part of the land of fire, which as we've already discussed is maybe an awkward choice to put your leaves in the fire, but that's what they did. Look, um, how are you also you're supposed to start a fire then putting leaves inside of it i guess you're getting it ready so then kindling um, kindling motherfucker sakura or sorry so the sand village is where these other guys are from and that is in the land of wind um which is especially confusing because there's also a land of earth which does not have this village in it so that's a little confusing also the land the land of earth has the village hidden in, in the, the clouds. clouds yeah i what know what the fuck yeah it feels like they and traded it's... places hold on so there is a village of wind <laughs> and it is not with the clouds is there a village what? hidden in the wind no it's oh it's the land of the wind the yeah, land of wind the land of the, the wind, land of wind doesn't have a village hidden in the sand I'm so mad about all of this. It's confusing. The more, the you more don't I need think to about know that, this, but it's interesting world building, but it's confusing. So yeah, but there we are. You don't find you don't find out about a lot of these other villages that are like hidden in the whatever the fuck until like all Village the way in the whatever the fuck <laughs> in the land of booty. <laughs> that's what the. Uh, that's what the uh, the notes are on people's heads. That's what it is. The village yeah. hidden in whatever the fuck. <laughs> that's where the sound village is. Yeah. Yeah, that's where it is. So uh, Tamari is like, hey, we're here because there's the tuning exam. And nobody is like familiar with that from the, the leaf village, which they do it like every couple of years. I think they say that it happens every two years. It doesn't happen in the same village every time. But like, I'm surprised that these admittedly young but like lifelong aspirational ninjas are surprised at what the tuning exam is like they know what a tuning is it's the next level of ninja from where they are which is genin but they're like oh you have to take an exam for it so I, whatever yeah and i think they, have they these, don't know these... what it is so that the author has an excuse to tell us what it is which is fine. yeah and they have like their green cards their tuning exam green cards that they show what is but this reference th- trying to make? Then Naruto's just like, we're going to build a wall to keep the other Chunin out. Oh my god. So, uh, Irika, <laughs> this, back with the Jonin, um, which Irika is like... It's Topical too- references! <laughs> Irika is shocked that they're starting the Chunin exam and doesn't think that any of the... Oops, I wrote down the wrong character here. He, so, Irika doesn't think that any of the, um, the rookie... Uh, there's nine rookies this year from the village hidden in the leaves. He doesn't think that any of them are ready, but Kakashi, Kuranai, and Asuma, who are the three Jonin that are in charge of the three different three-man squads. Uh, oh my god. Uh, sorry, my bu- building keeps popping randomly, and it's terrifying. So um, they all step forward to nominate all three of their students each for the exam. Um 
And they note that it has not happened for five years that I thought that it was every other year, but this hasn't happened for five years. I don't know if this is internal consistency. Well, they don't usually put rookies in. Right. That's so what hasn't happened for five years is that they haven't had all of the rookies nominated. And it may be that they haven't had any rookies nominated for the last five years. But, yeah. uh, and a rook is like, the exam doesn't happen every year. It happens every other year. So I don't know how five years ago that worked because that would have been an off year unless well, you I can, took that. You can, hold on. So, or if ninjas skip four. I don't know, dude. This is a very, this is a very, very strange circumstance of events with math. Whatever. Um, And if I know one thing, it is that ninjas cannot do math. (laughs) So Erica is like, you can't be serious. You can't be putting up your rookies. And then Kakashi shoots back that he became a Chunin six years younger than Naruto currently is. Um, cause Kakashi was also kind of, uh, a prodigy. Um, and then Iruka's concerns are heard. The Hokage is like, I get it. We're going to do a preliminary exam. We're going to drag this thing out so that <laughs> we can, we can just weed out the people that shouldn't be there. Um, and also fill in more episodes. Yeah. For the preliminary exam, uh, the first one that we see, well, we don't really know that it's the preliminary exam yet, is uh, Mogi is with Konohamaru and uh, Udon, and they're hanging out with um, with uh, Naruto. He's yeah. just like, he's just like walked up on them, and they're like, hey, can you play ninja with us today? And he's like, well, I'm not doing any fucking thing else today, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then a guy just appears with a weird mask on, and he also has, like, two umbrellas of death that he carries yeah. around on his back, and he just, like, abducts this little girl and starts running away, and yeah. then he goes, like, let's chase him. And then there's a moment that I was so confused about. Okay, so Naruto, who has been training, jumps from the ground to the very top of this very tall pillar structure. Uh-huh. And also, Udon and Konohamaru do the same thing. And I'm like, how the fuck can they jump so high? Well, maybe they also were training. And they just, they're not skipping leg day. Nobody in the hidden village, they, they don't skip leg day there. Right? Hashtag leg day in, they, in village hidden leaf. They Is that too long as a hashtag? The hashtag leg day in the village of the leaves. Yeah, that's going to be like 165 characters just by itself. Yeah, for real. Anyways, that's how how hashtags work. So, yeah, the kids get abducted and Naruto chases after him. Meanwhile, Sasuke is dead. He he appears before uh, Sakura and asks her for a walk. You gave the punchline so far before you explained what the... The whole thing was. Sasuke, no, I'm I'm reeling them in and then we're Tarantinoing it. So (laughs) Sasuke shows up and he's like, hey, Sakura. (laughs) (laughs) So Sakura's like, yeah, how fucking yes. Let's I'm going to put away whatever I was doing. We're going to go walk. And then uh, they go on this walk and Sakura, she's been kind of doubtful as to whether or not she should take the tuning exam at all. She's not sure if she's ready for it. Um, and Sasuke is like, Hey, you should probably not take this exam because I don't think you're ready for it. She's like, man, he clocked me. 
And then I was just thinking that ninja that looks almost exactly like the one that abducted Naruto's friends, but is not the same one because these are happening concurrently shows up and totally mercs Sasuke. He gets killed with a hail of kunai, which are those throwing knives and Sakura like rushes over to him and she's like, no, you're dead. I hate this. And then the other ninjas like how, you know, taunting her for being weak or whatever. And then she's like, oh yeah, well I actually know that this is just an illusion and I'm just tricking you by crying right now for dramatic effect. And I knew that this was illusion all the way back when you asked me for a walk because. And then she said, that's what she says. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, we are watching Naruto catching up with a guy who abducted Moge. Um, Mogi. Moegi. I almost called her Mogwai. Moegi. You want Moegi for your breakfast. (laughs) You better not lay a finger on Moegi. This meal comes with two eggs, but I want (laughs) Moegi. Anyways, um, so, so, oh my God. Um, um, he's like, he turns to Naruto and he's just like, you, how are you going to be able to save this young girl? You must not care about her life if you're going to come at me. And he's like, I'm just talking to two dummies, you and that bunch of straw that's right next to you. And then he's uh, taken up Moegi and like taken her up to like the top branch and left like, uh, a bundle of like straw. Yeah. She he used to be. let the logs off this one time. Yeah, instead, it's straw in the shape of a person. Yeah. Question. Does he just carry around these, or is he summoning them from you... a different world of different... Oh, man. Spencer, I have people. a concern that's been raised right now, and it is, do you not carry around human-shaped bundles of straw everywhere you go? Oh, God. Oh, God. Listeners. I don't. Spencer is weird. Yeah, I'm the weird one. You, yeah. Uh, and then Blake's like, yeah, I like to take my hair and turn it into little balls, uh, roll them up into little balls and put them in my mouth. What are you, what is this reference? <laughs> it's just you. It's just who you are. Oh my god. So, Naruto has stolen the stolen child back, and then I guess he, he wins. Threw a net over him, and then be, tried to beat him up. But instead, yeah. he was, uh, he was substituted out for a rock. Right. And then Sasuke also is seen really briefly fighting another ninja. They, I guess, couldn't think of anything clever for him to do, so you just get a flash of it. Um, and then uh, the ninja appears like later on behind Kakashi, who's just chilling. And then turns out it was Iruka all along. And he's like, we've been testing all nine of the rookies. You only saw two and a half of them getting tested, but it happened. And they all passed the preliminary exam. Guess you were right. Sorry about it. Yeah. That's mostly what happens in this episode. There's... Uh, well, they... Um, they... Meet each oh, other. Yeah. I guess that sort of rolls into the next episode. So this is, that's basically episode 21. You'll get essentially the start of episode 22. Basically, so we're going to meet... So we mentioned earlier there's nine rookies, and I don't want to get into it right now because ultimately there are going to be 12 main characters from the Hidden Leaf Village, 
Um, there's the nine rookies, and then there's the three people that we're about to meet, and they are not rookies. They were rookies like last year or the year before, and they are kind of miffed that all the rookies are getting to take the exam because they waited. Um, when they were rookies, they were not put up for the exam, so they're like a, their pride's a little wounded. There's there's also this weird little moment at the very end when like you're meeting Rockley and Tamari and Neji. Um, for the first time, and that's the three non-rookie, really yeah. Characters. And there's a really stupid moment where they're just like these two ninjas that are standing in the front of a doorway, and they're just like, "You can't come in here." And then they're just like, "Yes, we can, but we don't even need to because this is the second floor, not the third floor." Right. That's they're a genjutsu on that sign. They're supposed to report for the tuning exam and also i thought this was the stupidest exam because again it is predicated on an illusion about what floor you're supposed to go to but like there's a whole fucking crowd of people standing outside of this room being like why won't you let us in this sucks and then our main characters show up and they're like this is an illusion we're this is the wrong floor and we can see through it and that like passes the test but like now they spoiled the fun for everyone. Everybody else oh, passed yeah. the test just by being around there when you spoiled the illusion. So, like, also, also, they're able to they're able to see through the genjutsu, but questions have arisen about Neji. Neji can see through this. Neji, you're gonna find out later, has some ability where he is able to see through anything. Yeah. So how would he not know about this? Uh, my here's my headcanon is that Neji just doesn't care that much. He's super superior and he's probably just going to sit back and let everybody be fooled by this thing. And then he'll move on when it's time. And maybe he'll do like a whole song and dance about like, damn, maybe next year. And then he'll be like, hey, let's go up to the rail place that we're supposed to be in. And he's just there. To, he's just there to watch the fireworks, man. That's Neji. So the, the Sasuke, asshole ninja is decided that he wants to fight Sasuke. Right. And they're going to kick each other. And Rockley like, springs into action. These episodes are a lot of, like, false starts on fights or fights that seem like they're going to be serious but turn out not to be. Yeah. Um, Rockley catches both of the kicks from the two different ninjas. And he does it so fast that they're just like, oh, how did he get there so fast? Yeah, he just appears, basically. Yeah, and then uh, Neji and uh, uh, Timuri are just like, hey, we were supposed to be downplaying how strong we were. Yeah. What the fuck, Rockley? Way to go, and, dick. And Rockley's like, I forgot. And also, I'm DTF. Please, Sasuke, uh, Sakura, be my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, he loves Sakura, and that makes Naruto jealous because Naruto loves Sakura. And pretty much nobody else thinks that Sakura is attractive. Like, the running joke is that she has a big forehead and is kind of not very good looking. And so, there it is. So, anyway, the door is not blocked anymore. Everybody's ready for the tuning exam. And then Sasuke thinks that this exam, the words that he uses are, this exam is full of monsters. And he envisions Neji. Rock Lee and Gara, so he's getting all turned up to fight these people. Yeah, um, that gives us in the next episode, which is the tuning challenge: Rock Lee versus Sasuke. This is going to be our first like uh, young ninja to young ninja fight. Um, yeah. it's pretty sweet. Um, it's great. It's uh, a short fight. 
Um, it's just a, it's an appetizer. It gets your appetite going, but it's good. So Rockley, um, he's standing outside and he's like, I want to challenge you, Sasuke. Um, and Lee says that he wants to test the skills against a clan known for their genius other skills. Um, and, and, which is uh, again, a reference to the Uchiha clan from Sasuke, which as we have learned, he is the last remaining member of. Yeah, and Rock Lee's name being Rock Lee, if you have a moment where you're just like, doesn't that sound a little bit like Bruce Lee? Don't worry, it is totally meant to be that. It's explicit, yeah. Also, Rock Lee has like a spinoff series that I don't know very much about. It's like Rock Lee and his ninja friends or something, and it's like a they're all done in like cartoony, chibi animation. And I will never watch that show. Yeah, that does not appeal to me. If you vote for it, listeners, we will not watch it. I re- I will refuse. Will I also trust. will have a very hard time watching Boruto. I will do it, but I will not be enjoying it. Yeah, uh, I think uh, we won't even get to the point in our show where we have to make that decision for many years, so we'll probably be okay. Uh, by that time, we'll know whether or not Boruto is worth watching, and uh, we will make that choice then. Yeah. And meanwhile, Naruto challenges Rock Lee, and Rock Lee just knocks him out. He's not <laughs> interested. <laughs> So Lee proclaims that he is the number one strongest Genin in the Leaf, which again, Genin is basically rookie level. And Sasuke is like, all right, let's fucking do this. We'll, we'll throw down. Yeah. Um, I always want to, I, I've always meant to like, uh, memorize what he says here. Um, cause he says it all the time, but it's Konoha like one of his signature Senpu. moves. Yeah. So, um, Konoha Senpu translates to Leaf Whirlwind, and that is Rock Lee's signature move. Well, He also says it inside of the video game, and it's yeah. sweet. Yeah, we play this uh, the Naruto fighting game, the Ultimate Ninja Storm, and that game is great. There's quite a few versions of them, and I am no longer current. They came out with at least one version since the one that I bought, if not multiples, because they had been releasing them once a year. But man, those games have such a fun fighting system, and... They're a blast, and Spencer and I have beaten the Christ out of each other for many hours. Uh, yeah, it's great. Um, if you if you also play that game, um, you will find out that uh, there is a fast mode of Rock Lee, and I uh, I am nigh unbeatable with that character. Yeah, it's really annoying to play him as Rock Lee. Um, the <laughs> so I have a yeah, soft spot in my if heart you, for Rock Lee. It, I think of it like Super Smash Brothers, where it's like uh, the controls are super simple and doing like special moves and combos and stuff like that is really easy. But mastering the timing and being really good at it is a little bit more challenging. So if you haven't played a fighting game, um, especially if you're not like particularly good at more intense fighting games like Street Fighter, um, you can pick this one up and do pretty well from the get go and like launch cool attacks and stuff like that. Um, you basically just have to take a quick second to figure out the timing for whatever character you're playing, and it'll be okay. Um, and then if you get really good at it, you can beat the shit out of somebody who's just picked up the game, and it's hilarious. Yeah. Anyways, um, so Rock Lee and Sasuke start fighting. Um, Sasuke uh, is trying to keep up with Rock Lee. He really notices pretty quickly that he is outclassed in Taijutsu. Yeah, he, he actually um, activates his Sharingan, which is... Um, his special eyes that, oh my god, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> look, look with your special eyes. My friend! 
So Sasuke's eyes are, they have a technique called Sharingan, which turns them red and allows him to see through ninjutsu and genjutsu. Ninjutsu is basically magical attacks like shooting fireballs or controlling water. Genjutsu is illusions, which we talked about earlier with Sasuke, or sorry, Sakura's test. Um, that is tricking somebody's mind into seeing something that's not there, but not actually hitting them with some sort of element. Um, and then Taijutsu is the third one, and his Sharingan is not really helping him out. Taijutsu is literally just physical attacks, but it does get its own special name. So there it is. Yeah. And, um, man, he gets beaten up pretty yeah. quickly. Just destroyed, and it's awesome. Um, it's, and it's not that the Sharingan can't see the Taijutsu, it's just that it's, he, Sasuke's not used to looking at Taijutsu. He is a lot more adept at seeing ninjutsu and genjutsu, and Rock Lee is so fast, and the combination of those factors just make him lose the fight incredibly quickly. Yeah. Um, um, then is there great. is this a weird thing that happens. Uh, there's a turtle. <laughs> well, so right before that, Rock Lee, um, Rock Lee notes he's like, "There's two types of powerful people. There's the genius type, and then there's the effort type." And Sasuke is the first type. He is a prodigy. He gets things very quickly. But Lee is the second type. He is not a prodigy. He does not get things very quickly. But he is extremely diligent in his training. And he's really, really um, driven to become more powerful. And this whole fight and kind of his whole thing, at least for the first part of the series, is that he he has a grudge against people that have sort of inherent skill because of how hard he has to try to catch up to them. And he wants to prove that his effort is better than just having a natural skill. But then literally a turtle shows up and throws a pinwheel between the two of them to stop them from fighting. And that is a literal true thing. Okay. Then the next note that is written down is Mike guy appears he looks just like Rockley, but who are Rockley's parents anyway? Yes, I've had this thought while we were watching the show. Well, I guess while I was watching the show, since we don't get to watch it together anymore since you moved. Ugh. Anyway, Mike Guy is, this is the first time you see Mike Guy, I think. And he appears and he is Rockley's sensei. And the thing is, in the Naruto universe, you can always tell who is the parent to who else because they look basically the same. They look like older versions or like maybe like older siblings or something like that. Mike Guy looks almost exactly like Rock Lee. They have a different style facially, but they dress alike. Their hair is the same. They have very similar mannerisms. And it turns out, we will discover way later, that that's basically because Lee idolizes Mike Guy and has intentionally emulated him. But, like, it just struck me that, like, Mike Guy looks so much like Rock Lee's parents in the context of the other characters' parents being seen in the show and looking so much like them. And then I was like, I don't think we ever see Rock Lee's parents. So it was just so weird. Like, it just... I don't know what's going on there, but whatever. There it is. Yeah. Anyways, um, so um, we we get my guy punching Lee completely across the room, um, and then, then they have a, they a very tearful moment. <laughs> yeah, and I think there's some moment where they're like hugging each other, and there's a sunset behind them. It's 
they're ridiculous and it's pretty funny. Um, my the Naruto, Sasuke, everybody, they're like, what is up with this dude? He is ridiculous. And then Mike Guy's like, oh, uh, well, Kakashi is my eternal rival. And they're like, that cannot be true. This guy is absurd. And then suddenly Mike Guy is behind them and they're like, oh, what happened? And he's like, yeah, my record against Kakashi is 50 to 49. So bye. Yeah, my guy's really scary. He's great. Um, so Rock Lee is like, okay, actually, earlier when I said that I was the strongest Genin in the village, I was lying because actually the strongest Genin is on my team. His name is Neji, and my goal is to beat him. And that's why I challenged Sasuke today, because I wanted to see if I was ready to fight Neji. Um, and... Oh, Naruto sees that Lee's hands kind of fucked up. Basically, he's been pushing himself really hard, and now his hands are super gross. And uh, and then Sasuke gets excited about the exam. Yeah, he's been defeated, and you kind of think that he's going to be down about it, but it, it just makes him excited. So now, these last, oh god, three more episodes, man, we're going to have to blitz through these, but the good news is that there's not that much content on them. Yes. So, these next three episodes, uh, I, I think one of the biggest reasons that we, like, nail all these together is that they're not interesting, um, and they it's, happen... It's not that they're uh, not interesting, they're just really drawn out. Yeah, and I'm... Uh, I'm kind of going to take a backseat on these because, like, the big thing is that we'll you see... the bullets. So yeah, so... They, the first day of the exam is here, and Kakashi is waiting outside of the exam room, and the Sasuke, Sakura, and Naruto show up for the exam, and they're like, hey, we all decided to take it, and Kakashi's like, that's good news because what I didn't tell you was that if all three of you didn't take it, then none of you could take it. So I'm glad you chose to. Um, they go into a room filled with ninja. You will meet all nine of the rookies here, um, but we're not going to go into it because they all have their moment to shine. So we will just talk about them when that comes up. Yeah, um, and they're going to take a written test, which if you've ever watched anime, your favorite part is when the people take a written test. I um, know, but I, I do have to say they do a good job with it. Uh, the pacing is slow. So it, you definitely are going to feel a little impatient during it. But the point of the test is interesting, and I think it saves itself a little bit on that. Um, if you want to skip these episodes and just listen to our recap, uh, that might be for you if you're going to be a little bit more impatient. Uh, if you are a Spencer type, you will want to do that. If you are a Blake <laughs> type, you will want to watch the episodes. So It's because he's a really obnoxious completionist. Anyways. That is true. Um, so, so they are about to take this test, but first they meet Kabuto. And Kabuto is a village, he's from the village Hidden in the Leaves, and he's a rookie, but he's taken the test, like, a lot of times. He says this is his seventh time taking the Chunin exam, and again, no, okay, this is why I was wrong. Sorry, it happens twice a year, not every other year. Okay, this makes so much more sense. So, the Chunin exam happens twice a year, so Kabuto's on year 3.5. Um, he has 200 ninja cards, which is literally a deck of playing cards, basically, that have blank faces, but when you put your chakra into them, they reveal information. And he uses this to do exposition, no jutsu, and tell you a little bit about the world and about the tuning exam. 
and he seems like kind of just a boring nerd. His design is a little bland compared to a lot of the characters that we've been introduced to. Um, he's designed almost in the way that characters that sort of fade into the background and sort of show up to serve a purpose then go away are designed. And that is a trick. Kabuto is extremely important and will be around for a very, very long time. And we'll get to that when we get to it. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, um, we are watching them take this test. Um, well, they haven't started, but there's, there's, a, there's there, a stupid written test. And there's like something about cheating where there's yeah, just like it's encouraged so, to cheat. Here, Naruto no, falls so, for it. <laughs> here are the rules. They This guy named Ibiki, whose face is all messed up, shows up, and he's like, I'm the proctor for your first phase. Your first test is a written test. Here are the rules. You start with 10 points. That's a perfect score. But for every question you get wrong, you lose a point. So pretty normal so far. Pass or fail is determined by the entire three-man team. So if anybody on your team fails, you all fail. Also, anybody caught cheating will be deducted two points for each time that they're caught. So you're not expelled. You don't immediately fail, but you lose two points for every time that you are caught cheating. And this is important. Um, He then says, I hope that you will all act like exemplary shinobi. And... Uh, He also mentions that if anybody on the team gets zero points, then the whole team fails. And uh, the test will be, the test time is an hour, but you don't get test question number 10 until 45 minutes have elapsed. So basically right now they have nine test questions and they've got to answer those. And they read off some of the questions and they're absurdly difficult, like really difficult mathematics and they they kind of cover a couple of gamuts i think they read off two to three questions verbatim and they're crazy hard and they're just sitting there and sakura realizes that this test is designed to encourage cheating but if you get caught cheating that kind of screws you up so she's like man i hope that naruto doesn't fall about fall for it but naruto's totally thinking about cheating and then decides that it's going to be too hard for him to cheat um sasuke on the other hand has realized that the point of the test is to cheat um basically he realizes that this whole thing about acting like exemplary shinobi isn't to tell them that exemplary shinobi don't cheat it's that exemplary shinobi are sneaky so we basically get different shots of different characters cheating in really cool ways and it gives you a little insight into their character and into their powers. So like Gara forms an eye with his sand and is able to read other people's papers with it. Um, Konkuro, he's a puppet master, so he generates a new uh, exam proctor that is watching over people taking, taking the exam to look for cheating and uses that to read people's papers. Um, Sasuke uses his Sharingan eye to match people's movements so that he can write down their test answers. Um, It's kind of cool. Basically, uh, Naruto is worried because he can't figure out how to cheat, but he is sitting next to Hinata. Hinata, we again won't go into it very much, but she's one of the other rookies. She also has a total hard-on for Naruto, and she has offered to let him cheat off of her. 
and he's about to do it when a, a kunai th- flies past his face and the person behind him is the first person that gets disqualified for making five cheating mistakes, which gives him a zero, which expels him and his teammates. So uh, Naruto isn't going to cheat because he is awesome and he's going to try and figure out a different way out of it. Um, and then they realize that the 10th question is about to be asked and Naruto's going to have to risk it all on that question. That brings us to our last episode for the day. Ibiki is giving the test and he's like, hey, there's a new rule that I'm going to add in before question number 10 gets answered, gets asked. Um, and uh, we get a little bit of backstory from the Jonin that Ibiki is a professional torture and interrogation guy. So he knows how to mess with people. Um, Ibiki is like, you can choose not to take question 10. But if you choose not to take the question, you will fail the exam and your entire team will fail with you. But if you choose to take it and you get it wrong, you will never be able to take this exam ever again. Uh, Lots of people uh, are not happy about this. One of the other rookie characters stands up and challenges them on this, saying that they know that several people are retaking the exam. And Ibiki is like, well, you know, they didn't have me as a proctor. You guys have bad luck. So now you have to make this choice. Um, Quite a few people bow out of the exam. And then Naruto slams his hand down on the table. And Sasuke and Sakura both think that he's about to bow out because he has no way of answering these questions because he's an idiot. But instead, he like stands up and yells that he's not going to run away and that he's going to become a Hokage, even if it means that he spends his entire life stuck as a Genin. And um, Ibiki sees that Naruto's confident outburst has actually instilled confidence in the other test takers, some of whom were about to quit. And so basically, after quite a few people have quit before Naruto's outburst, once Naruto's outburst happens, nobody else quits. Um, he mentions specifically that there are 78 people left, and he was expecting something like two-thirds of that or something like that. Um, and then Ibiki's like, uh, so, all right, the 10th question was whether or not you would stay for the 10th question. Everybody that's still here has passed. And oh, I hate these stupid questions. So <laughs> I, I see where you're coming from. I think that the first time I saw this, I felt a little bit miffed. And this time I kind of get it. So Ibiki explains, which is a thing that happens in Naruto. Basically, whenever somebody gets one-upped or whenever an answer is given, we pause to explain why that thing had happened. So Ibiki says, here's part one. This test was not about you getting the answers correct. It was about figuring out how to gather correct information without getting caught. And I have hella scars because I've been tortured in the past. So it's really important to get information and to get it secretly. Um, That was the reason that the first nine questions existed and why there was this whole cheating thing was because that is part of being a ninja. Question 10 is important because essentially sometimes you're going to find yourselves against unknown or unfavorable odds And in these situations, you have to have people who are not going to waver or give up because the people that are going to waver and give up are not going to have enough determination to complete the mission. And consequently, the people that would give up on the exam are not going to have enough determination to become Chunin. 
Um, he announces that the first phase of the exam is over. Immediately, somebody smashes through the window and does a literally theatrical, dramatic entrance. She is Anko. We will really get to know her in the next episode because she is the proctor for phase two. Um, Ibiki, uh, basically everybody leaves. The fa- This exam is over. Ibiki is going around picking up all the tests. He finds Naruto's paper and he laughs because the paper is blank. And he thinks that this guy's got good heart. Uh, and finally, we cut to the next day. This is the end of the episode and is basically just the soft roll into the episodes that will follow it. They are standing before Anko, the proctor of Phase 2, and they have arrived at the location for Phase 2, which is known as the Forest of Death. And that's it. Yep. Oh, so man. <laughs> Those last really... two episodes took a lot out of me. Yeah, it's really interesting because Hunter x Hunter does a lot of the same kind of story beats, but they do a lot better of a job at it, and they do it in less time from the amount of episodes that it takes. Uh, I think Hunter x Hunter, I think it came a little bit after Naruto. I don't know that for sure. I don't have any book in front of me, but I think they kind of took the exam arc thing that not only naruto did again like i said at the beginning this is a staple of anime but i think they really took it and kind of perfected it uh but it's interesting to watch naruto do it and thankfully this next phase is a lot more interesting and has uh some of the more memorable parts of naruto part one including uh one or two fights that are so good that they get an animation quality jump so uh, we can look forward to that in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, uh, stick with us, and then you're going to get a preview of what's going on in the next episode. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing work done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level four sound wizard. Our podcast is ad-free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to help us keep releasing episodes without the use of ads, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Patrons get exclusive member content as well as unlocking group perks. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. New episodes come out every Sunday on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like the show, please like, subscribe, and review. Reviews help us chart on iTunes. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Moomin Rider saves the day? We're gonna cycle for justice!